this week on What the Fuck Did You Just Make Me Watch? <laughs> no. What the fuck did you just make me have to watch? We watched season two of a show I really liked. Mm-hmm. Can you remember the name of it? The Gifted. Mm. You tried to tell me I liked the first season. We, I determined that that is a lie. We put the first season at the time on the top of the list, and it's only been beat by two other seasons. No, that can't be right. I'm looking at the list. Well, I hate the lists. Let's start over. <laughs> you want to go back to episode one of the oh, podcast? Not watch them. <laughs> not watch them. Just rearrange them. This season was so crappy that it also ruined the first season. Yeah. That's what I've got. Not sorry. Podcast over. It was a short one this week, guys. I'm out. We haven't even played the music. Play the music real quick. Well, I gotta say my name, and then you gotta say your name. This is Stacy. And Jay. And this is Marvel Movie Night. No, that's the X-Men theme. It's awesome. Okay, so uh, big surprise. We finally finished season two of The Gifted for this week's episode. And it was so bad that we had to skip a week in order to get it watched. That's not the only reason. Well, we have watched other seasons Around we, you taking we have trip. we have pushed harder than this for longer seasons even uh-huh. uh, exactly Fox TV show that explains everything created by Matt Nix mm-hmm. it ran from the 25th of September 2018 to the 26th of February 2019 okay. It aired Tuesday nights and competed with such shows as Dancing with the Stars, mm-hmm. The Voice, mm-hmm. WWE Wrestling. So what you're saying is nobody watched this show. Sports ball games. Yeah, nobody watched this show. The Connors. Nobody watched the show. Flash. Nobody watched that show. That show was pretty popular. And the uh, TV show Lethal Weapon. Well, I know what we were watching. And starred... Amy Acker. And that guy that played Bill in the Sexy Vampire Show. Uh, And that's it. That is not even remotely Those are all the names I know. (laughs) And I didn't even know them. I only know Amy Acker because of Dolan. I'm so disenchanted. I I am annoyed because I want to like this show. The only part of this show I enjoy is hating the humans. 
because because of the the subject matter, it's that's the only thing holding this up for me at all. I also want to call out Kobe Bell, who I know most prominently from Burn Notice. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the Jace. Jace, yeah, Jace Turner. Um, Jamie Chung deserves a shout out because I think Clarice is the shining star of this season. Blink. Yeah, no, I know who Clarice is. They've only called her Blink like four times. Um, Skylar Samuels playing the Frost triplets was pretty good. Yeah, I completely believe that she was three different people. Um, and there were a few others, but, uh, we'll leave it there for now. Yeah, listen. I just can't be bothered to care. (laughs) So this was your favorite season of TV ever then? No. You know what was my favorite? What was your favorite? You dressing up in a kilt for Halloween. Okay. That was my favorite part of this week. That was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I I didn't just put on like a rubber banded skirt that was plaid. <laughs> Stacy got me a nine yard actual kilt. Actual tartan. And I learned to properly fold it and put it on. Mm-hmm. And, and I got knee porn like three days in a row. <laughs> and after a couple of attempts, I learned to do it well-ish. Well, it's, good enough. It stayed on all night. It, it didn't, didn't flash anybody. Yeah. And you didn't freeze to death. I call that a win. That's a win. Because you could have freeze to death. It was so cold. It was pretty cold. This was like an insane Halloween. Yes, I was. I was absolutely built for that kind of weather. Uh, all the Scottish DNA. Although we're really in the past here. By the time this episode comes out, it's uh, it's almost Thanksgiving. Eh? Which point? Halloween was all... It was our very first Halloween. Well, probably not yours. It was our first Halloween. It was definitely our first Halloween that in this was, new house. It was my first Halloween ever in 44 years. Okay. Um... We've handed out candy before because we had leftovers from a party. That's Just fair. funny that one time. But I dressed up as Claire. I had an awesome freaking outfit. Oh, yes. I felt super fucking badass. Um, and it was fun, even though we froze to death. I, I threw together a last-minute witchy outfit for Mom. She even got complimented on it. Did you know She that? did, yeah. Yeah. It looked good. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. Let's do that again. Okay. Tomorrow. Maybe next year. <laughs> yeah, but we got to come up with... I don't know how we're going to top those costumes, though. We'll figure it out. I outdid myself. You're a pretty smart gal. Uh, you can be SpongeBob. And you'll be the square pants? No. Although we'd be warmer. <laughs> okay. I'm much rather talk about Halloween than the show. I I got you, but people aren't here for Halloween. I'll dress up like Superman next year. Gag. Superman. That's what Jason and I used to holler as we right before we jumped off the dresser onto the bed. Superman. You've been dodging this show for two weeks. Can we talk about it and put a little bow on it? Is that the last season? Of this show, yes. Okay, then yes, we can put a goddamn bow on it. A big, fat, <laughs> red, done bow. Oh, shit.
So Stacy loved the show. Uh-huh. Can you tell? I I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of parts that got really slow. Oh, yeah. All the parts where Stacy jumps up and yells, would you shut the fuck up already and run? Yeah. And many, many of the decisions were just... Every decision was willy-nilly, last-minute, instinctive, emotional decision-making. You know what? More than that, it felt like plot device decision making it was like we need to we want this to happen next mm-hmm. so somebody's got to make a decision to trigger that yep. and then you could see the writing driving them in that direction because characters were acting out of character i didn't even know what the fuck reva even wanted until like the last episode jay no you know last couple yeah the only character on this show that has a right to be that teeter-tottery mm-hmm. is Polaris. I don't know why. Because she's literally bipolar. Bipolar doesn't mean you can't make decisions. No, but it does mean that your your emotions and your thoughts and your drives swing. Well, your emotions, I'll give you that one. Yeah. One out of three. Plus, eight, but not only was she bipolar, but she was postpartum. But she, she was uh, taking medicine for her bipolar disorder, correct? I think she stopped. Well, probably because she was pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if she was supposed to represent people who were bipolar, then she did an absolutely terrible job doing it because there was absolutely no indication that she was neurodiverse at all. Uh, as a matter of fact, she was the only one in the damn uh, show that made the decision and stuck with it until it became apparent the decision was a bad one. Yeah. Everybody else is just all over the damn place. That's the thing. I I have a really hard time with characters that do that. I know they do that for like drama's sake and for you know putting twists in a story, but. I don't understand characters who decide a thing and say, this is my life philosophy. This this coincides with my every thought and every feeling and every belief. And then with, like, no prompting and no good reason at all whatsoever, they just completely change everything about themselves. I, I really don't understand. Yeah. It makes no sense. People don't actually act that way. The only time I've ever witnessed people behaving that way is when the first decision they made, they didn't really believe in in the first place. Yeah. Or they were doing something because they thought they had to. But these guys, like, I'm putting my foot down. This is the thing I'm doing. And then somebody hurts their feelings, and then they run off and go make that stance in some other corner. I don't get it. Yeah, okay, so the general plot outline of this season. Oh, let's do it quickly. Right, like Andy uh, Strucker and Polaris and Sage took off with the inner circle at the end of last season. Not really even the inner circle. I mean, unless killing all of the inner circle automatically makes her the inner circle. Yes. But she was 
she was all by herself, the whole inner circle. This is fair. It, it's You can't really call it that. They ran off with her. So Reva. Reva, yes. Which, strangely enough, is my aunt's very strange name, and I never thought I'd yeah. ever hear it again. As influenced by the cuckoos. We spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to make them come back. And again, exact same fucking thing as the other show. Yeah. Uh, We're going to steal our son back and make him stay with us. Meanwhile, Jace Turner, uh, Mm -hmm. the fired Sentinel Services agent, joins... is the absolute worst character in the history of characters in the history of Marvel. Fuck him. Not just joins the purifiers, but like takes a leadership position and makes them more effective. He becomes the Mockingjay of the purifiers. Oh, yeah. Um, And that goes on for a while, back and forth, trying to like survive and kill mutants and hide and get their kid back. Until eventually we run into the Morlocks. Yeah. Uh, and Clarice Blink, she goes to live with them for a while. The leader of the Morlocks renamed her because he said her name wasn't good enough, which is pretty fucking rude. Fair. Um, they get brought in. Uh, eventually, eventually it all comes to a head. Reva is secretly running the fucking hate speech talking head from the TV. Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, who's actually also another uh, reasonably famous actor. Yeah, uh, I can't remember his name, but he he was in the um, Zoe's playlist show that we liked. Yeah. Um, She's secretly running him, and her whole point is to, like, start the race war so she can kill enough humans so that the mutants can take over. So, basically, just to go ahead and cut your, what was supposed to be a short story, shorter, um, she starts a race riot so that they can get the government to force all mutants to go off on an island alone. Now, explain to me why. We must murder innocent people and cause mutants to get murdered in order to get the government to force mutants to go to an island or, you know, a concentration camp, essentially. Well, after Because just go by a fucking island and then start getting like-minded people to go with you to an island, like the Morlocks. It's exactly the same thing as the Morlocks. Yeah. Except she wanted to have high heels and pretty clothes is the difference. After, she could have, there didn't need to be any of this murder. After Sentinel Services, she was going to go after after the Capitol. She yeah. was going to get the White House and Congress but, and all sure. that. Immaterial. Yeah. Because all they needed to do was take out Sentinel Services and everybody was going to agree to do that anyway. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it would be easier if the president was still alive to be like, oh, no, we're doing this. Because if you take out the president and Congress, uh, I don't know if you know this, but the government freezes in inaction Yeah, I, for ages. I think her point was not to get sent away, but to claim America for her own. No, not at, not at any 
point did she state that? What she said was separate places for humans and mutants. Yeah. That could that could develop into any fucking thing. Yeah. Not one time did she say, I want to split America in half and have this half be mutants and this half be humans. She didn't say an island off somewhere. She just said separate, which is insane for a member of a group to be like, hey, please be prejudiced against us. If you want to be separate so bad, separate yourself. You can purchase enough land in Montana to make a town. You can just go do the thing. And yeah. instead, she wants to force people who don't want to do it to come with her somewhere. Yeah. It makes no fucking sense. Well, and this is this is an extension of the, the Magneto-Xavier fight, right? Like a, a separate place for human or for mutants to exist peacefully unencumbered by humankind sure. versus integration and acceptance and equality. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know what? That's fine. If you want to, you know, go buy a chunk of a unincorporated country somewhere. Yeah. And make, you know, mutant varia or whatever. Go do that. Um, but I mean, what what was her plan to split America down the middle at like the Mississippi River, and then because that's not how our country works, you can't just force people on this side of the river to give you their land, um, and then you get to live there. That's not how that works. Mm-hmm. So why then, if that was her plan, didn't she just kill all humans? Why was she attacking her own kind? What I read was to drive a frenzy uh, in the in the human populace to get that going so bad, and then so that it draws out all of the the human combatants, so that she could take them all out. Yeah, but if and you take do out that, the government. Then what you do is you radicalize people that normally would not have been radicalized. Yeah, but she wanted to get everybody with even remotely a fighting spirit. And get them off the board quickly, because in my mind, what but that's she not was, what she did at all. I well, that's because she was stopped. But in my mind, what she was going to do is after she toppled the government, she was going to install herself as dictator of the new mutant states of America, and then start rounding up humans and putting them on internment camps. Okay, well, I mean that's not possible. There's too many. Sure. Like there in the United States, there are too many alive people, mutant or human, whatever the fuck. There's too many to be able to do that. Well, you don't you don't go straight to internment camps, right? You start with mutants are in charge. You you humans, you're okay, and then you start taking away what jobs they can have, and you start yeah, isolating you know, them. I, you know. Yeah, I've I've read my Nazi Germany history. I know how you eliminate an entire people. Yeah. Uh, the point. My point is that the reason this is not what she was going to do is because they didn't say that in the show. I, I got you. They, they didn't. T- she didn't say what her end goal was. We didn't even like I couldn't even suss out what the end goal was until like the second to last episode. Yeah. 
Uh, and that was only because, like, random people were saying it like they'd heard it before, but I hadn't heard anybody say it before. Um, if she had uh, stood at the front of her little group of minions and said, this is what we're going to do at the beginning of the season, then we would have known what the hell all this was about. There was no point to us not knowing what this was all about. No. None. It, it was no big surprise to find out that she was using uh, the, uh, what were they called, the purifiers? Yeah. Uh, there, there was no big shock that she was using them. That just seemed right in line with her personality. I was, it was not a M. Night Shyamalan moment. No. So if that's what they thought they were doing, they failed. And since they didn't plan to have her plan work, they could have told us the plan. That's fair. They could have told us the whole fucking thing. It, 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 it was bad writing. The only thing wrong with the show was was bad writing, piss poor planning. It, and it's it's sad because mutants are my favorite corner of Marvel. Uh, same because oh, and you saw me. I get heated. Yeah. We, Mutants are an allegory for every group in our country that has been marginalized and attacked and abused, singled out. Uh, They even had a Bill O'Reilly type and the Donald Trump call to stupidity and the whole shebang. And it was it was heavy handed if it was heavy handed if you're of my mind, but I'm sure it. It wasn't as obvious to other people, maybe. Sure. Uh, I'm sure some people watched this and went, yeah, down with the mutants. Because they did a really good job of having that, that same kind of mentality that Trumpers have. Um, I if, don't... You filled, if you filled in, if you erase mutant and fill in black folks or gay folks or trans folks or whatever... And I get really heated when they're they're abusive. You know that concentration camps are right around the corner. Uh, people are getting completely innocent. People are getting killed. Kids are in danger. People that are trying to separate themselves from the rest of the groups and just protect their families. Yeah. Get attacked by their own kind in order to uh, get what they want. It. Yeah. Lots of Stacy screaming at the TV. Um and. And, and lesson teaching moments, but they failed. They failed a lot. In and setting. And one of the ways they failed, I think, is making this series and especially this second season so heavily focused on the Struckers. Yeah. Well, like, the first season was too. I know, but this this season was even worse. Like. I love Amy They're Adams. They're not the, even remotely the best characters on the show. No, I love Amy Adams and uh, Amy Adams, Amy Acker, Amy Acker. I love Amy Acker. Uh, uh, her continued existence is is awesome. Um, freaking cat stood on the keyboard. Um, <laughs> I I really do enjoy Amy Acker. The the dad is a decent actor. The kids didn't do too bad. The problem is that psychic bond that they had and their struggle with the darkness 
stupid. their family's legacy. Also stupid. Too fucking much. Like, who cares? You you just know that all that they were multiple murderers uh, was all propaganda. You just know it was all bullshit. Um, and it didn't even need to be struggled with. They, if they had gone to a library, they could have found out the actual truth. Yeah. They could have stopped focusing on it. And and all and it was all old wives' tale bullshit family myths that there was darkness in them. Because his dad was some religious freak idiot who thought, you know, oh, one of those people that thought the devil gave you your powers kind of a situation. Yeah, well, and Fenris, Fenris is... Not on the side of good in the comics. Okay, immaterial again, because this is just a show. I can't can't speak to any of that. But I do like the idea, especially with the flashes they gave us and Mm -hmm. the the letter that Dude wrote. I like the idea that they weren't necessarily bad people. They were just fighting for a place to be. History is written by the victors. It is. Um, Uh, And the victors tend to lie through their fucking teeth. Yeah. And, and any any murder that happened, they could lay at the feet of those two and everybody who did bad during that situation got away scot free. I don't believe any of the bullshit. They and, didn't show us anything that changed my mind either. And when your back is to the wall and your family is threatened, mm-hmm. there is no amount of uh Fighting back that's not justified. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, even if it was, I mean, because he, they didn't explicitly explicitly say this and they never came to a conclusion about it. They just whined about it a bunch. But, and here's me telling a story to myself because I had to, because they didn't bother. Um, These guys uh, were fighting the exact same fight then. That, that the Struckers are fighting now. Yeah. I, that's got to be why they were paralleling the stories. Um, They they touched on it so lightly, they acted like it was going to be a big part of the story, and then they just fucked off with it. Yeah. They got the music box. They got this music box and a secret note. Nothing happened with it. Nothing. Not really, no. She took the, she took the fucking serum. Got a goddamn fever, spoke German for fuck's sake, which does she have a psychic connection to them through through the past? They were trying to insinuate that the music box had the ability to get into your mind. Well, that's what the dad was thinking, but he's stupid, so I, I'm not buying that. He he didn't even remember having powers when he was a kid, so fuck him. And he's an idiot. He just <laughs> he just didn't want anything to remind anybody of anything. It. I, I don't I don't believe it at all whatsoever. I believe superstitious people believed it, and that's why he believed it. But no, uh-uh. Like maybe there's a psychic connection between them because they share the same power. I would buy that just fine. Um, but they didn't. Then they didn't do anything with it. That whole big thing. She took the medicine and could didn't have her powers for like a week, couple of days, whatever. And then nothing. They just uh, dropped it. Until they conveniently needed them again? Yeah. Yeah. Then then it's just gone. Dropped. Yeah, just like any time Dad needed his powers, they they had been manifesting for weeks now. Uh, 
yeah, also Ellis, everything Ellis, uh, Ellis Gray said was complete bullshit. Like, oh, he's going to die or like your own gene that's a part of your own body is going to kill you. That is my th- one of my favorite things of this show. They sat down and they're like, hey, we need a cold, manipulative, hard ass to be a, a doctor on our show. Who can we get? They got exactly the right fucking person. They got Ellis fucking Gray. Because you know as soon as you see her face, the fuckery that's about to happen. (laughs) I don't know that I can ever... You know, at this point, I dislike her face so much that she could have played Professor Umbridge. (laughs) For real. She is such a spectacular actress that I hate her. Yes. I mean, which is sad. But it's a testament to her ability. <laughs> um, and she's going to be typecast for the rest of forever. Oh, yeah. Um, but they did that whole thing. And again, another storyline they could have gone somewhere with. He His powers killing him, um, which I guess technically it did. It did, yeah. But it didn't. He let it because he thought that's what had to happen. But if he had maintained himself... He would have been fine. He probably is fine. If there was another season, he probably would have been fine. Oh, yeah. He would have showed up in like a month or something. Yeah, he, he'd wake up in the rubble. Yeah. And which and with rubble they should have cleaned up, but they hadn't yet. Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn. Uh, he just thought that's what he had to do, so he let himself explode. It's ignorant as fuck. These people decided with emotions what was going to happen. With no evidence to support any of it, they're just randomly like, oh, well, when she screams at me, my powers will overwhelm and blow up the building. Because that's what the writers wanted to have happen. Yeah. What the fuck? Where did you get that information from? He's never blown anything up. He fucking melts shit and, and, and turns things to embers, for fuck's sake. Yeah. At what point did he think, oh, maybe I'll explode? <laughs> The hell? It's not like when Chick screamed that computer girl down, she died and crumbled into ones and zeros. She doesn't kill people with their own powers. It's, it, what the fuck? Or that her powers went on the fritch and she started supercomputering. Like, I, I don't, and, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm so confused. They, they had so many different pieces of story that they could have developed and made such a, a better story um, because there were so many parts that were so fucking boring. Yeah. You know me. I, I do not give a shit about all the action parts. And yet all of the parts between the action parts were boring as shit. I wanted everybody to shut up. So sick of it. Yeah. No, even I was like, okay, fucking get on with it. No. Oh, the goddamn, uh, we're on the run. The cops are behind us. Let's pull in, jump out, and start running. But what they actually do is they pull in, they calmly get out of the car, and then have a conversation about what they need to do now. Yeah. Bitch tells them all, get out of the car. Now your best bet is get out of town on foot. (laughs) The fuck? And then here come the cops. And I'll be goddamned if all their faces weren't completely shocked. Like, how the fuck did they find us? They were 500 feet behind you. <laughs> what the hell? 
And now they did that, it, that exact same sort of scenario, like three times, just in the yeah. end of that season. Like everybody's like, uh, like fucking, uh, blink. She opens the portal, they go through, and then she stops and waits for 30 seconds while she's standing up while bullets are flying. And then she has the goddamn gall to look shocked when she gets shot like three times in her back. And her idiot boyfriend didn't think to, like, grab her hand and jerk her through the portal or anything. Yeah. So now he's completely convinced that she portaled into particles because he can still feel her and then they goddamn do another four months ago and then they show her talking about portaling to nowhere portaling to nowhere yeah so they're just like they decided that last minute and then shoved that in there real quick that's how you can tell they're like writing on the fly one episode at a time this is this is kind of in keeping with what she can do though Sure. Um, that's not the part I'm arguing about. Okay. The part I'm arguing about is I saw the writers. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're going to do this. But, oh, wait, we have to explain that she can do it or it won't make any sense. So what I'm thinking, she's made the ultimate sacrifice. She saved the Morlock leader and that little girl. Yeah. Who might grow up to become somebody really important. Yeah. Um, And she's dead and that's a sacrifice. And then Bill, not Bill, fuck. Uh. <laughs> Uh, uh, Reed sacrifices himself, and now you've lost two characters that were uh, important to you, allegedly. Yeah. Bigger, you know, big faces in the in the show. And you're like, wow, they're gone, and you have to sit with that. But then, boom, here she comes. Ha ha, perfectly fine. Got shot in the back like three times, probably more. Uh... And somehow she's just fine. Yeah, and and I want to dig into that as we close out the season later. Uh huh. Sure. I'm just um, I'm just ranting until you tell me to quit. One of the um, most emotionally charged segments of this season for me. There was emotion. Yes. Uh, and it was one hundred and fifty percent. Well, okay. It was like 95% borrowed from the comics. So 100%. Because <laughs> I literally was not emotionally connected to anything that happened in the so show. The Morlocks, as a group of people, mm-hmm. are a very... They're a very important group of mutants to me. Okay. Uh, these are... Uh, much like the show, these are the mutants that can't, um, they can't pass. They can't mask. They they can't yeah. be part of human society because they just, most of them completely look different. Yeah. Um, they live under the, they under. They did not do a very good job of showing. No, they did not. Those guys either. Uh, notable Morlocks include Caliban. You remember the guy? Oh. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Callisto, who we kind of saw in X-Men Apocalypse, but they fucked her all up. Okay. Um, Leech is a notable Morlock who, his mutant power is to turn off the mutant powers of the people around him. Oh, yeah. Um, there's, there's a few others that are really good. Uh, but they, much like in the TV show, they have decided we can't be part of society. So we're going to go 
be our own society underground Mm -hmm. and nobody's going to bother us and we're just going to live our damn lives. And nobody should have bothered them. I feel like even if you're fighting a war above ground, if there's a group of people who are just doing their thing, everybody should just leave them the fuck alone. I do not understand this need to interfere and make people live the way you want them to. Now, I will... What is that about us? I don't know. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole story of the Morlocks, even though it's a a more interesting tale than this season we just watched. But at one point, one of the most evil of evil motherfuckers in Marvel, Mr. Sinister, Mm -hmm. he decides he wants all of the genetic material from the Morlocks so that he can make better mutants. Sure. And he sends a group uh, called the Marauders into well, the Well, if you're going to send a group, that it'd be the ones called Marauders. Uh, I mean, the only better group would be the Pirates. Yeah, including Sabretooth. Um, Wolverine's brother. Yeah. Or father or cousin or whatever. Oh, hush. Yeah. Just say yes and move on. He sends them into the tunnels to air quotes, collect some samples. Uh-huh. But really what they do is they go down in there and they kill almost every single Morlock. They couldn't just do cheek swaps? No, it's it's known as the Mutant Massacre, and there's a couple of things before it and after it that make this more important. But much like what I... Th- you think that's what they were trying to replicate in the they show? they called it later on in the show he used the he said it was a massacre down there yeah well, and so it wasn't i'm certain that the assault on the Mor- morlocks with the intent of killing them all yeah was supposed to echo that yeah they in reality they only killed about the same amount of people that got killed in the boston massacre sure which everybody knows who you're interested in in history at all was like three or four people in the comics, there were so many mutants uh, that got murdered so horribly. They end up uh, running into Thor, and he mourns with them. Oh. And then he uses his thunder powers to incinerate everything in the tunnels. His lightning powers. Yeah, I'm sorry, his lightning powers. And he incinerates everything in the tunnels to get rid of the bodies because... They, there's just too many to clean up and bury. Yeah. Um, well, I just don't think they could have gotten away with that. No, it's a brutal storyline. We're, I mean, we're talking innocent children this is a show and that families. At every it possible did. turn. Uh, and as I saw that massacre coming, I mean, you heard me exclaim, "Oh no!" I, I know. Yeah. I saw it coming. Well, Actually, yeah. Well, honestly, I thought the season was going to end in concentration camps of some sort. At the hand of the, yeah. They fucked up there, too. They could have done some, they could have had some seriously triggering emotional beats that they hit at the end of the season, and they just didn't bother. Yeah, like, I would have ended this show leading up to the events of Days of Future Past. Yeah. I, why the fuck didn't they? I uh, I mean, can you imagine? Aside if, from the if fact that ends the season with that kind of gut wrenching story, 
Yeah. All of the bullshit, boring parts for the rest of the season would have been forgiven. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because that's all we would be thinking about. But, you know, it's it's not really the same. The only thing I can give you is that the the Fox timeline for the X-Men movies is is a scattering of barely associated events. Yeah. Even. Well, those movies are. They, those movies are only good because of the stories we tell ourselves. Yeah. Because of their par- parallels um, to real life. Because the X-Men are. They're kind of flimsy stories. The X-Men are gone here. There are no X-Men. Well, yeah, because they couldn't and, just have those guys show up. Yeah, and they don't even bother. Like, how many times did Polaris say, my father? Yeah. Couldn't fucking once say the word Magneto. Yeah. Like, no. why? We're only supposed to know she's Magneto's daughter because of the headband around her head. Like, it's shaped like his face mask, sort of. Sort of, yeah. And the token that he gave her was... and. He was a legend in the the Brotherhood. Yeah, well, like you have to know the comics and yeah, you put those say, together. Yeah, I was going to say the reason I knew that at all that she was supposed to be Magneto's daughter, I would have assumed she. I mean, I wouldn't have known except that. She, and you know, I guarantee you, I wouldn't have thought about the fact that her power was magnetic because we have not ever talked about uh, specific uh, things being inherited mm-hmm. because we got mutants whose dad does this and they do the other thing. And yeah. Most of the time, you don't inherit the same power. Well, the Strucker dad has one power, and the two kids have two other powers. So they're not genetic, or it doesn't appear to be hereditary. No. So it wouldn't have occurred to me. The only reason I know that she's his progeny is because you said that's Magneto's daughter. Yeah. So if I was watching these on my own, I I would get little to nothing out of this show. I'd get little to nothing out of a bunch of this stuff, honestly. Because you, against my will, fill me in on bits and pieces. <laughs> um, and that's a problem. They really should at least pretend to give a crap about having a new, fresh audience. Yeah. Uh, there are younger people who haven't read the comics who want to be in to Marvel shows because they watch the movies with their parents yeah. or whatever. So give them a show they can watch where they don't need to do research. Or these are kids who are getting to watch this show on TV that have never seen an X-Men movie. Yeah. And you mentioned people like friggin' Magneto and Xavier and Wolverine. And they are like, oh, I want to know more about that. And then they watch your fucking movie. Yeah. It's the same studio. How do you not mention, like, use the fucking name? I don't know. Uh, Because it's like they've decided there's this uh, boomer uh, and Gen X audience, and they're not going to bother with anybody else. Like, elder Gen X and boomers are are their, their target audience there. Uh, and that's that's just it. I I don't get it. Like the other, the Runaways was a standalone. It was barely connected to anything. Um, and yeah. The the problem is that they're letting people who don't really care about the integrity of the stories make these shows. The the Runaways being only tangentially connected, 
I'm okay with because it was a different studio than everything else that's been put out. Yeah. Well, the Runaways was was a the, well, you're not the only one, but most people don't pay attention to that stuff. Well, but still, like legally, they're they're disconnected. Yeah. Right. It was a freeform show, so they're not. They don't have the the contract rights to mention. Well, I mean, my point was just that since it was a standalone show, it it had to develop its own uh, mythos. Yeah, but and here's the other one of the many other things that bothered me because uh, this episode is just a fucking bitch session. They at one point they. They turn off the collars of all of the mutants all over the world that have uh, been imprisoned. Yes, and there were no consequences from that. Except for the three fucking murderers that they pulled into the circle. But they turn off all these collars. And they flash to several different places in the country where the collars are turned off. And then, like... Mutants are able to break out of their prisons and mm-hmm. go their way. Yep. For me. You never hear anything else about it. For me, if I'm writing this show, mm-hmm. I'm going to take some mutant villains from the comic books yeah. with very distinct and recognizable power sets. Yeah. I don't even have to name them. They I just don't. I just throw a flash of... Uh, of the fucking dude who controls of, of Pyro, the dude who controls fire, burning his way out. I throw a flash of the blob, right? Oh, you mean while they're actively uh, while they're breaking out? I don't even have to include them in the show. I just give you that Easter egg. Yeah, no, I you I heard you mumbling to yourself about how you didn't recognize any powers or anything. Because even when they did get characters with power sets that I was familiar with, like that asshole who could charge things to make it explode, the only mutant I know of that can do that is fucking Gambit. You know who that wasn't? Definitely wasn't Gambit. No. And they changed it a little bit. It wasn't like he was throwing cards. He wasn't caging. He wasn't carrying a staff. Yeah. They just took that power set and they gave it to some fucking nobody who, as far as I know, doesn't exist in the comics. He might. Honestly, but if he does. Whoever it was they got to, to do that was so insignificant that I didn't even know what you were talking about when you said those are Gambit's power. That's Gambit's power set. I didn't notice. No. I. I there was there were enough boring parts in this that even without my phone because I put it on the other side of the table, <laughs> um, I just started thinking about things I need to do next week. Um, I with I, through no fault of my own, I had no control over it. My brain just left. Uh, that's how bored it, 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 boring it was. They had the exact same conversations over and over and over again. And every time they had the conversation, they would come to a different conclusion. Yeah. Um, and it got really and, – and then I started thinking, I wonder, you know, the, the strugglers have this fairly decent apartment. How the fuck are they paying for that? They had that whole thing with their landlord and stuff. And they, yeah. How do they pay for that apartment? Ain't none of them got a job. Nobody's got a job. Nobody has any money. No, because they're on the run 
assumed dead, so they're not even like accessing their savings account. Nope. And we don't see anybody eat. Nobody eats in the entire show. Nobody goes to the bathroom. Nobody takes care of. You don't see anybody taking care of any bodily functions at all, cleaning themselves or anything. People just show up clean after they've been in a sewer, right? <laughs> uh, chick is straightening her hair while she's running around in portals. Yeah. Like she's curly haired and then she's crimp haired and then she's got straight hair. Uh, I mean, like they didn't, they mentioned food because they're like grabbing stuff out of the kitchen like, oh, I guess we haven't been to the grocery store in a while. Like, yeah, because, like, you literally haven't eaten the entire season. Sitting around a table. Not that I'm complaining that a show didn't have people fucking chomping on their damn Cheerios or anything. Because <laughs> you know how I feel about that. But you could have at least had it set up. <laughs> Turning an ice cream into crunchy. Yeah. All the time. But, but you know what? If you if you have a show like that where you're you're like on the run or you're out rescuing people, the fact that you you have to stop what you're doing, you can't go twenty four seven. You absolutely have to stop and refuel and rest and take care of yourself. It 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 causes a roadblock where then you have to sit around a table and talk about what you're going to do next, and then you're planning on what you're going to do and how you're going to work it out. And, you know, like if you do that, the thing that a normal human or a normal mutant would have to do, that it, it creates a space for you to do the things that would make the story make more sense. But that's what was better about the first season is when they were in that building hiding out, mm -hmm. The main characters may not have been spending a lot of time on stuff, but, but in, the background, in the background, there were people doing laundry and cooking and cleaning. Making sure that new mutants had blankets and yeah. things. The, the most frustrating thing was the second season, like we said, you don't know what, the, what Riva's plans are or what her end goal is until the end of the season. However... All of our heroes somehow instinctively know that she's bad. They don't even know. No one ever says anything about the inner circle being dead. That never gets discussed. They, they and, no. Listen, let okay. me because uh, they mention it at near the end of the season that it happened, and they said it nonchalantly, like they talked about it before, but they hadn't. And um. But they decided at the beginning of the season that they needed to stop doing their underground railroad uh, and rescuing people and getting them out of areas they needed to get out of and saving people's lives. Yeah. And they need to stop this fellow mutant because somehow she's dangerous. We don't know who she is. We don't know what she's up to. We don't know what her end goals are or whose side she's on. But they decided she's evil and they have to stop her. But they don't know what they're stopping her from. Well, at one at, at one point in the show, there wasn't much of a they anyway. There were like two people left in the underground. Everybody else had just gone their separate ways. Yeah. Well, everybody fucked off because yeah. because our main characters uh, scattered to the wind. Yeah. Um, they abandoned the actual important work that they were doing. 
to fuck off all the time. They were literally okay, not Rainbow Bug. They were literally fucking off all the time. Yeah. And they'd do this really important thing that was fucking super urgent. And then they'd go back to their room and fucking have a, a heartfelt conversation for yeah, all night long. I don't understand any of that. I I really do not understand most of the season. It, and, it was crazy. And let me tell you what device I will be happy to never see in another TV show ever. What's that? Starting every episode with a fucking background filling flashback. Yeah, no, it'd be great if they could just tell us the background stuff in a linear fashion. Most of the time, those little flashback things did fuck all for helping me to better understand what was going on. Yeah. Well, the one time I do remember they did it just to explain why why uh, Blink was going to come back alive. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the rest of them were... I think they were supposed to be really, excuse me. I think they were supposed to be relationship building and character building, but I didn't give a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I, I really don't need to see them cuddling in bed together or talking about chick's childhood, that mm-hmm. whole thing with her, her bad childhood. Who cares? We don't need to know everybody's backstory. I don't give a shit no. that she killed her or no her 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 foster sister got murdered by her foster dad or eclipse having a shitty relationship with his dad and watching him die yeah. like what did that do for me if we cared about the characters and if those things were told in a sensical manner rather than just being randomly thrown in we yeah. might have cared but but that, those pieces of information didn't change their characters for us. No. They didn't help us understand why they were making decisions they made. And it, it, it really was... It's like they had a contract to do this many episodes, and they had to fill them somehow, so that's what they did. Mm. They You can see the writers all over the show, and I hate that. And I do not like to say mean things about uh, people who do creative things for a living... I have a great amount of respect for the people that do it well. Yeah. The problem is I'm being forced to watch the product of people who are not necessarily doing it well. Um, one, Makes my brain melt, Jeremiah. One person we've overlooked in all of this complaining. Did we? Huh? I said, did we? Overlook someone? We haven't talked about them yet. Okay. Who? Twist. Who's Twist? Rachel. Who's Rachel? The girl that they uh, they take out of the uh, oh, yeah, mental the, hospital inside prison. Inside Out Girl. Inside Out Girl, yeah. She twisted nothing. Um, that is, is Inside Out Girl. Fuck her. This. She's a cunt. Fuck her. None of none of that shit. They blame that all on being trapped in a mental hospital. Not a single fucking bit of that that she did. Those decisions she made, not mistakes. The decisions she made, none of those could be blamed on how she was treated at a mental hospital. None of it. Unless she's a really bad actress. She did not appear to be mentally ill or traumatized at all whatsoever. She was vengeful. 
Yes. Not the same thing as mentally ill. For me, she's a really complicated character, and I don't know whether or not to hate her. Uh, This show made me hate her. She murdered an entire... This is the one thing they did do well. They had us know a person at the bank. They showed us um, this man who had children, and he was a good man. Yeah. And his wife was dead. And we saw how well he was treating Reva. Yeah. And he kind of fell in love with him. And then they kidnapped him. They mind-altered him. They forced him to do things. And he very clearly felt that his children were in danger. Yep. And then that little fucking bitch whose name I never did catch, Inside Out Girl, murdered him in cold blood along with an entire room full of people. Yeah. Because she was mad. Because she just didn't think they should be alive anymore. Yeah, because she had gone so far... She'd been tortured and abused so much that she is at the point of humans don't deserve to live. I I don't buy that that's what that was. It just seemed like her personality. Because what I'm saying is she didn't seem. They had her not talk to people when they first rescued her. Yeah. But that was just because she didn't know who they were and didn't know what they wanted and assumed they were just going to torture her more. And they did. They locked her up. Yeah. So, so then once she realized that they wanted to use her for things that she was going to be willing to do anyway, she's on board. There was no, uh, you know, uh, being anxious about being out in the world. There was no, um, you know, no, not even her being anxious about trusting these people. None of that. Absolutely none of that. As a matter of fact, when they lock her up in that spinning thing so she can't do anything, when uh, when the kid popped her out of it, she pops out smiling like, I knew you'd rescue me. No trauma. Okay. No trauma. Okay. Um, if she was, if that's, if that was the excuse they were trying to go for, they did a piss poor job of writing that in. And she didn't act it. If they, if that was in the script, she didn't do it. Okay. She was cold hearted. She was calculated. I mean, before she murdered those people in the bank, she justified it with these are the people that are, are oppressing mutants. Yeah. And how can we let them live? Because those people were not the people that were doing anything. No. No, there's a whole room of random people that just happen to be there. You don't know if they're allies. No. They could half the people in that room could have been people on the picket lines fighting against mutant uh, prejudice. She didn't fucking know one way or the other. Yeah, sure. It's it's like not everybody that works at Chick Fil A is a bigot. I would hope so. I know I wouldn't work at Chick-fil-A. Some people just couldn't get another job. I mean, that's fair. You would want to assume that they're all bigots, though. I mean. But here's the thing. They might also just be nice people. Yeah. I mean. And this is going to sound weird coming from me, but just because you don't believe in gay people doesn't mean that you're an evil person. You've just been brainwashed by religion. So you could argue that all of the religiously brainwashed 
bigots aren't necessarily to blame for their bigotry. I I think that I can get on board with the statement that bigotry is not a capital offense. That's not what I said, and I do not agree with that statement. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it is a capital offense, but it's not necessarily their fault. But they still go to jail. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like that whole uh, that whole category uh, in the courtroom of um, innocent by reason of insanity. You're still insane. You still go somewhere. <laughs> you still did it. Well, not. I don't mean like active uh, hurting other people bigotry. I just mean like I think casual I, bigotry. I think a lot of people. A lot of people would agree that um, hating people, if even if you're not actively injuring people, but hating people and spreading the hate of those people is equally as evil as, like, say, jumping somebody in an alley and beating them up because they're a boy dressed in the dress. Okay. Because you're still spreading the hate. Okay. I'm just saying that it's like mental illness. They've been, they've been brainwashed. By either the way they're raised or by religious bullshit church crap. So it's not their fault they're mentally ill, but they're mentally ill. Yes, I did just compare. Yes. Hatred is a mental illness. Okay. Totally. I stand by it. But I'm still going to punish you if you come across me with some bullshit. I'm not going to murder you, though. I said punish. Yeah. Which is the other part of what I meant by capital offense. Well, sure. Okay. I think we've come to a happy medium there. Sure. Don't Just kill. In, in the zombie apocalypse, I'm in charge. Oh, zombie apocalypse rules are off. <laughs> but. Just saying I'm the one that makes the rules and does the punishments because you're way too soft. I think I think our lines are don't hate people for no reason and don't kill people unless you're protecting yourself or your family. Yeah. Uh, I also do like the category of killing where it's like revenge for doing bad. Um, I, I absolutely I do enjoy the death penalty. Yeah. Um, but we don't advocate murder, and we yeah. don't advocate hate. Well. Unjustified hate. Well. No, it's the capital punishment is murder. It's still murder. You're still killing oh, somebody. Okay. They just deserve it. It's the don't murder people unless they deserve it thing. Okay. Boy, are we digging holes for ourselves all <laughs> over the place. But that's fine, because I will argue with anybody about it. <laughs> I say what I mean. Speaking of murder, look at that cat. Little bitty murder machine. Her so cute. Yeah. So, <laughs> speaking of... Uh, murder? Speaking of calling people out on their shit. Yes. We did really enjoy the moment where Jace Turner, in charge of a group of purifiers, gets confronted by a, a child 
who then compares the purifiers to the clan mm-hmm. right to his fucking face. Yeah. Because guess what? Oh, yeah. If there were purifiers here now, they would also, they're, the Venn diagram overlaps quite a lot. Oh, yeah. And, like, it gave him pause. It should have. It should have given him stop. Uh, How? I know we talked about this already. And the other ism, as long as you're on the right side of the other, it's fine. But how dare you be a part of another marginalized, abused, murdered group and join in on hate? Holy shit. That made that was the thing that made me the angriest of this entire season was the fact that that man joined a hate group. He knew it was a hate group. He called it a hate group. He acknowledged that it was a hate group. Got compared to the Klan accurately by another black kid saying, I ran from you just like my grandpa ran from the Klan. Yeah. And it really was exactly the same fucking thing. If the clan shows up in your yard, you don't fucking wait around to see what they're doing. You know what they're going to do. You fuck off. Yeah. The fact that these... i got to calm down. Hang on. The fact that the purifiers were running around all over the place like they were a government-sanctioned police force. Yeah, they called themselves a militia. The only militia that is allowed in this country is a well-regulated militia, and that would be defined as, you know, the National Guard. That's our militia. Yeah, there are people that... I don't care what those people think. They're idiots. Um, uh, A well-regulated militia. Regulated. Yeah. As in they follow some rules of decorum and morality. Um, These... mm, Somehow, magically, cops knew where mutants were doing bad things, even though no one was around. They just show up out of nowhere, which and some of us know when you call the cops, they just fucking show up willy-nilly whenever they get around to it. So these assholes showing up for mutants left and right with, like, 30 seconds notice. And then the militia Nazi clan members show up blocking an entire city street with assault weapons, holding an entire building full of humans and mutants with no way to tell the difference between the the two. Yeah. No cops to be seen any fucking where. Some of those asshole were cops. Yeah, some of them were cops. Uh and and the Jace, having been one of the Sentinel Services people, knows the fucking law. Knows what's right and wrong. Yeah. Well, he literally said we can do things that the cops can't. And the at any point, if you find yourself saying those words, you need to stop and turn around and look at what you're doing. Because whatever the fuck it is, is not okay. Because I know Frank Castle and you, sir, are no Frank Castle. Absolutely not. <laughs> See, the, but that again, that's that's the difference. Frank Castle has a code. Yeah. He had he has rules that he follows. The rules of engagement call them. Yeah. Innocent people are off limits. 
you'll notice that he does not have a whole lot of collateral damage unless it's, you know, like buildings or a wall or two, whatever. Things that can be repaired, but you can't bring people back from the dead. Um, No, and when his little fucking buddy kills a kid right after Jace gets called on being a clan member. His buddy oh, murders God. a child in cold blood. Oh, I forgot about that. Right? Ooh. And I don't even know if that kid was a mutant. I really don't know if he was. I know the one that Jace was talking to was, but I don't know if the other kid yeah. was. Well, all we know is he took off when the other kid did. And I have to tell you, if I'm one of them, mutant or no, you know, street kid who's just hanging there where it's safe. In a safe house. Yeah. I'm booking it with him. Yeah. Because they're not going to discriminate. You have no idea who they are. Whether again, oh. when the clan comes calling, you don't stop to see what it is they want. You fucking leave. No, because unlike the clan who can look at the color of your skin and decide whether or not to hate you, most of these mutants are indistinguishable from humans. Yeah. Well, some of the mutants, the only thing they had different about them was the color of their hair. And I don't know if you've noticed but we can have all different colors of hair and their contacts. Like even blink. She just looks like a punk girl. Yeah. Um, I don't understand. They, they don't have pictures of the runaways of the fugitives. The, the second guy who had the guy who had been in charge of the purifiers that Jace stole the group from didn't even know uh, Reed's face, no. which he should have. He was a cop. Shouldn't he know the prosecutor's face? The dude was on TV all over the place. Yeah. Um. Well, they are in a different place. He was a prosecutor down in Atlanta, and they're now in D.C. I can take the wind out of that, Sal. Okay. They were on national TV yeah. all over the entire country no, as absolutely. fugitives that were mutants. And this guy is a guy that cares about mutants doing bad things. Yeah. I I I can I should be able to assume that he has seen that guy's face before. Um but uh but these guys are or the purifiers, I keep wanting to call them puritans. The purifiers show up and they're like, "Oh, we're going to get the mutants." But do you explain to me how the fuck they're going to get mutants? If I'm a mutant, I'm going to pretend to be a person. I'm not. I'm going to pretend I don't have powers. How are you going to find out whether I have powers or not? You're just going to arrest everybody in the building and then test their genetics? How are you going to do that? Are you going to pay $1,000 for each genetic test and you're going to hold them somewhere the whole time you're waiting for their genetic test to come back? Well, I think you use the... Um the test that that guy in Full Metal Jacket used. If they run, they're VC. And if they stand still, they're well-disciplined VC. I know you think you're funny. But that is really like the worst part of that whole movie. I know. I don't like that you just said it. It's a point. I, d- I don't like it. I Because he, that man looked into that little girl's face and said, don't worry, we'll get your husband or we'll get your daddy out of the building. If they're just going to kill everyone in the building, then he wouldn't be able to say that. Clearly, that's not his plan. Clearly, he has a different plan where he thinks somehow 
he's going to be able to tell the difference between humans and mutants. Yeah. I don't understand what the fuck it is. No, because... Yeah. They have to know that there are mutants that just look normal. Blink looks looks different enough. She's She's got the pointed ears and the funny hair and the funny colored eyes. I saw her pointed ears like once when they pulled yeah. her hair back and showed it to us. Like, it doesn't even stand out. Blink has physical deformities, but Eclipse, until you cut him open and he starts bleeding light, yeah. you can't tell. Or uh, any of the people that we saw on the show. Yeah, the... the sh- the Strucker kids, yeah, perfectly normal looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you just have to like, oh, he started getting nervous when I walked up, so he must be a mutant. Yeah, you know, when I'm driving on the highway and I'm driving the speed limit, I don't have drugs in my car. I don't have an unauthorized weapon in my car. I'm wearing my seatbelt and I'm being a perfectly good citizen that any cop would be proud of. I still get fucking nervous and have to stop myself from slamming on the brakes. Because they're cops. They're dangerous. They have guns. They could kill me. I've watched them on TV in real life fucking kill people. For nothing. Yeah. They are dangerous. They're like going in the jungle and seeing a fucking panther. And then when you take... Whatever. When you take that lethality... And you eliminate any semblance of a uh, code of conduct, mm-hmm. the the requirement for a warrant mm-hmm. and due process. Exactly. Uh, they become very they're, very scary people. Yeah, they're they're Nazi SS. Yeah. Even people in Germany walking around the SS and just be like, "Give me your papers." Everybody fucking peed their pants. What if they what if they see my papers that I know are legit? What if they decide, oh, those are definitely not legit because they don't like the color of my purse. They drag me in. Yeah. At the very least, you're there for a week while they interrogate you and torture you, and then they send you home. They did that shit all the fucking time. Yeah. Everybody should be scared. If I run up on a sentinel person. They could decide that I'm a mutant because they don't like the way I looked at them. And then even if it's just that my life is interrupted for a week, that means my job is gone. Yeah. Um, that means, uh, no. you know, people in my life thought I was kidnapped. They could keep me indefinitely. If they don't have to have warrants and things like that, they could just keep you indefinitely. Yeah. You could end up like the people in Guantanamo that have never even seen a judge. Call me an enemy combatant and keep me forever. Uh, so perfectly innocent or not, you're still in danger. So everybody should be quaking in their boots. You can't run around and be like, oh, well, they quivered, so they must be mutants. It's not logical. It... No. And I get a little bit too worked up. Get a little, just a little too worked up. Yeah. And I, because... Because I see bits and pieces of that happening here now. Uh, and it's frustrating to watch history repeat itself and have no control over it. Well, it's it's the themes. It is... It is very, very triggering. It is the allegory that I love that this this allegory specifically makes me a Marvel fan. And well, it does make me respect that 
they wanted whoever, whatever marginalized group they had in their minds when they wrote the mutants yeah. and did all this. They were good enough people to care about teaching that lesson. Yeah. I do not. Uh, clearly, that marginalized group wasn't women, however. <laughs> not at first, at least. No. Um, um, but and And it's just that's part of what makes this season so disappointing is that that concept, that allegory that I love so much was just, it did got, get lost very much. It, 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 it kind of got lost. It kind of didn't, but I feel like a lot of that might've been just the story that I was telling myself because I, you know, there were parallels. It didn't get completely lost. I'll say that. No, I mean, there were great lines. Dude asks his ex-girlfriend while they're on a break. Oh, so your race war isn't turning out as well as you hoped. I mean, there were, there were, there were bright spots. It wasn't a complete loss. It just. I really would have appreciated the season a lot more if it had, if they had uh, found a safe house. And had, uh, you know, done the Underground Railroad thing. Yeah. They could have they could have a safe house and they could be making plans and trying to figure out, like, an end goal. Sure. Uh, and, and filtering people up to Canada or wherever they're going. I don't know where they're going. But, but you know, getting people to safe places. Um, More focus on the the conflict between the mutant underground that's trying to promote integration Mm -hmm. and the Morlocks who just want to be separate and left alone. And honestly, when you compare the Morlocks to the mutant underground to what Reva was trying to do, there's a whole spectrum there with the ever present threat of the purifiers and the Sentinel services pushing on that. Like the story, the the frame is perfect. Mm-hmm. And then you give me kids who can talk to each other in their dreams and are worried about succumbing to the darkness of their family. There was also way too much of those two. Way too much of them worrying about getting him back. Yeah. And I'd just like to say this again. You cannot force a teenager to go anywhere or do anything they don't want to do. The Especially when you're, quote unquote, on the run. They were supposed to be on the run. They were supposed to be fugitives. Yeah. And they are most stationary fugitives I've ever seen in my life. The, the little bit of an arc where kid is isolated from his family, feeling bad, questioning himself, meets a girl, starts falling in love does some stuff that he doesn't like, ends up uh, rescuing the girl and wanting to run away and then having to kill her. That whole arc sounds great on paper. Yeah. That could have been a different season. (laughs) Executed horribly. Yeah. And also in a very short amount of time. Yeah. I Yeah. Yeah, he brought her out of her shell. She made him feel connected again. Oh, and they all and they fell in love with each other. And in the whole shebang. Oh yeah, Romeo and Juliet quick. It was it was a week tops from beginning to end. 
he saw her in her window and just proclaimed his undying love. <laughs> I, safe to say we don't particularly like this season. Okay. Um, I mean, honestly, what else is there to say? I there mean, was it the, the there's wasn't a whole ton of character development. Uh, but there are a lot of things like I keep thinking of other things that piss us off, like chick dumping the baby on yeah. her hand. Yeah. She stole the baby away from her dad and then and then stole the baby again. Only calls him when okay, the baby has a fucking fever. Yeah. Every baby gets a fever. You give the fucking kid Motrin. Why did they feel like they had to call the dad? They did all that in order for them to have that big emotional scene where they they pull him away from his baby. Yeah. But you notice he didn't do anything for the baby. He shined his light on her, and that made her better. That made her not be jaundiced anymore? Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure it you was, get jaundice as a baby after you're born. It was some kind of mutant jaundice. That, uh, okay, well, whatever the fuck. I didn't know he had healing power. He didn't have healing power. He's got the light. And his specific light was what she was jaundiced for that one time. She doesn't need it ever again. Well, a lot of babies get jaundice and then they don't need help ever again. I'm just being... Uh, but yeah, the the ba- the whole thing with the baby because it's inconvenient to have a baby because they left that baby alone in that room twice to go do missions. Yeah, because they literally had everybody with them. There was nobody left behind to babysit. But see, that was another potential really good, powerful storyline. She grew up in a small town, being raised by her aunt because her her dad Magneto left her there. And she's mad at Magneto and she's mad at her aunt and she's mad at that small town and nothing about that was any good and it all sucked and everybody's horrible. So where does she take her fucking baby? Right back to the same aunt in the same town and she does the exact same thing her dad did. Well, yeah, she didn't dislike the aunt though. The aunt was a good person. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, she, see, that's that's my problem. When you have a baby, it doesn't fucking matter what the rest of the world is doing. You are now that baby's mama. It is your fucking job to be with that baby, to protect that baby, and raise that baby. You let your husband go off and do that stuff, and I know this sounds fucking sexist as shit, but she's the mom. Like, the food is literally on her chest. She needs to be with her especially because she was so mad at Magneto for dumping her. And then Mm -hmm. she goes and does the exact same thing. And there's like this throwaway uh, throwaway line where she's like, well, now I understand why he did it. No. And if, if they'd have explored that in a more meaningful way, it would have been a perfectly good storyline. Yeah. But all of these stories that they were trying to tell, there wasn't enough room they didn't need, there was probably enough room if they'd taken out a bunch of shit that didn't need to be there. Um, but it, but the problem is this isn't supposed to be a show about individual. This isn't the one he did. This isn't about individuals. This is about all of them as a group fighting for rights. Yeah. So we don't need any of this background stuff. We didn't need the baby. We didn't need any of the romance. We didn't need, we didn't need flashbacks. None of it. This is about people fighting for their rights. You 
have that character have a baby, you have her go with her baby to her aunt where it's safe. Yeah. She's out of the game now. Yeah, deuces. Because, you know, like when our kids were born, that in high school, I was absolutely the, I'm, I'm going to Washington, D.C. and protesting. I'm like, you know, throwing Molotov cocktails uh, in, in, in the race riots, and I'm like fucking people up and changing the world, right? But as soon as our kid came into the world, nope, that's not my job anymore. Everybody else can change the world. I now have to raise this child. Kid can grow up to change the world. Like that became my whole fucking job. The idea that you could just five minutes after a baby is born, one who may or may not need mutant intervention for her health. Yeah. Because they don't know what that was. And if it'll repeat, you just dump the kid off on her aunt. No way to contact her. They don't ever check on her. Nope. Does not tell dad where the baby is. So yep. if she dies, dad never finds the baby. Because you know damn well, not one time did she ever say, hey, I'm from Edmonton, Kentucky, and my aunt lives here. And so he wouldn't have known to go look for her. And also what? She could be the worst fucking spy in the history of spy games? Oh, my God. Once she decided that the the Hellfire Club, the inner circle, was bad and she didn't want to be a part of them anymore, she the fucking worst spy. Yeah. Just come out and be like, hey, who you killing tomorrow? What you doing? How are you going to do it? What color clothes are you going to wear? Uh, rifling through the dude's room as if there was going to be any evidence in his room of what they were going to do. Yeah. He's not writing it down in his journal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sneaking out, having a cell phone in the vent, having conversations. You don't fucking know if they have cameras or bugs in your room. Yeah. Or psychics who can read your fucking mind while you're having the conversation. That's another problem. The psychics are like, well, we felt her um, being unsure, but we just dismissed that. That's all? Is she blocking her thoughts? Because you didn't sense that she had just come from the enemy camp? <laughs> she wasn't thinking about her boyfriend she just saw? Not once? Is she that good at controlling her thoughts? I call bullshit. Ugh. It was bad. It was bad. The whole thing was bad. The more we talk about it, the worse it gets. Yeah. I got nothing else. So, um, <clears throat> any any characters that stood out to you as like bright spots in the show? You know who um, who I was interested in knowing more about. Was the leader of the Morlocks. Erg, okay. I don't like his name. Okay. He's, he sounds like a caveman. Um, he had a really interesting power set. Yeah. He had to take a bunch of your shit before he could defend himself. That's crazy. Yeah. Also, his power had to take out his own eyeball in order to be able to use it. That's fucked up. Yeah. He's kind of this, um, he reminded me of Dude from The Walking Dead, um, the king. Oh, okay. Uh, what's his name? Ezekiel. Ezekiel. He did. He had that same kind of uh, 
aura about him that like gentle calmness and authority, but not like not the kind of authority that controls the kind of authority where you, you want to listen to him. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and he, I mean, he showed compassion, um, with, the the guy said his new mutant name one time, Thunderbird. That's not racist at all. I'm surprised he didn't just call himself Semper Fi. Dad. <laughs> but but the, he showed compassion. He even though dude had like punched the shit out of him, he understood where it came from and yeah. and, and why. And he still came to the dude's rescue. Um, he just seemed like a good person, like a genuinely good character that they could have they could have given us a lot more of. Yeah, I don't know him too well from the comics. I do know that he was one of Callisto's lieutenants. When yeah, she he, was... could have, he could have absolutely, uh, like, taken, like, once these people bust into his sewer, um, he could have been like, okay, if they want to play, let's go. And he could have taken over. He seemed like a guy that would stop and think and plan things out. I mean, they had really good defenses. Yeah. Um, and they hadn't been bothered in how many years down there. Uh, I feel like he could have taken over because there isn't really a clear leader in that group. There's just a whole bunch of people going willy nilly doing whatever they want. He could have brought that whole thing together. Yeah. Which, I mean, if we're going to close out the season, that's kind of what happens at the end of the season, right? Um, we get kind of a scene where he's gathering up the last of the mutant underground, and he's been talking to other Morlock communities all over the country. Yeah. And they're going to band together and, and start something back Well, he's up. trying to talk them into it. Yeah. But And then we get this, why is that art problem bullshit? Like, excuse you? <laughs> Why was it your problem last week? You you could have fucked off home like a long time ago. Things probably would have gone smoother. Did you notice that Esme, one of the cuckoos, was with them? Well, of course I did. I liked that. Because fuck her sisters, they're yeah. wrong. Yeah, I absolutely fully expected that. Yeah, uh, so Reed, at, at the end of the season, he wins the... The fight, even though he really doesn't, because now mutants are going to be even more uh, considered terrorists and persecuted. Yeah. Oh, um, but this whole movement dies with Reva, and everything's hunky-dory now. It's great. Yeah. Woo! They he, acted like it was a happy, happily ever after. Yeah. Yeah, and then they're wandering around like they don't have to be afraid of anything anymore. Yeah, what the fuck was that? Um, so he's, he's dead. He blew up the top of the building. The Sentinel Service is gone because they they fenrisked the fuck out of that. That was awful. Yeah. There's people on fire screaming. Did you hear that? Yeah. And like you said, there's almost certainly like a daycare in that building. Well, yeah, because um, like a, a lot of places like that, they have a daycare because they can control the security. Because, you know, FBI agents aren't just going to have their kids in random places Yeah. without security. There are too many people who 
would want to take them out. Jace Turner is laying in the hospital. Uh, looked like he was in a coma. Oh, he's going to be in a coma forever now because they didn't bother to do another season. <laughs> so he's just, he's a vegetable. Polaris and Eclipse get their baby back? No, she said we'll be together soon. I thought I saw a scene with all three of them together. You did, oh. but they weren't together. They went to go hug their baby, and they were going to leave again. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because okay. she said, she literally said to the baby, we'll be together again soon. Um, Esme makes Ryan confess to the... Uh, that was good. Yeah, to the press that he was secretly leading the purifiers. I don't see that that gets him into any fucking trouble, though. He's on TV the next morning. It like it affects him in no way. Yeah. No. Because his supporters support the purifiers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. We get um we get a a wake for Dad on the rooftop. Could have done without that. Yeah, he's dead. Okay. Um, and then. As we go out of the season, uh, John uh, gets a feeling that something is outside, so they all run out to see what it is. And it's, I just love his fucking set of powers, where anytime it's convenient, he just knows things. Yeah. Um, they go outside, and it's Blink portaling from somewhere. Uh-huh. And she says, something's gone terribly wrong. You have to see this. Yep. And that's the end of the series. Yeah, it's a series wrap. So obviously they didn't know they were getting canceled. Super helpful. Yeah. I wasn't going to give to, I was going, was not going to give a fuck about whatever that was she was talking about anyway. Because I was going to be mad that all of a sudden she's perfectly healthy and alive. Yeah. She's not even living. So uh, my, Blink has the ability, uh, not always controlled, to be able to go not just between places, but also sometimes between time and between dimensions. Okay. So well, they totally explained that in this show. So yeah. that's a thing I definitely know. Well, what I know about this show is that you have to have read the comics uh-huh. to understand this show. Sure. Just like The Walking Dead has an after show so that you understand what's yeah. going on. Yeah. So what I have to assume is that when she got shot, she blinked herself to somewhere where they could save her. <laughs> Probably the future, right? Whatever. And so she didn't look to me like she was doing much thinking. No, it was reflexive. Sure. Yeah, it's totally reflexive to leave this portal hanging open and open a second portal in time to the future. So absolutely, I totally believe that. So what I'm thinking happened is they were setting up for next season where she comes back from a future where everything has gone horrible and she's going to show it to them so that they can come back and stop it from happening and do kind of a days of future past thing for them. Hmm. I'm, that wouldn't have been any good. 
at which, all. Which is okay because they did uh, a follow-up to the Days of Future Past story that was like the Days of Future Present, and it was almost as good. I mean, the comics rehash themes all the time. Oh, I know. Rehash, remake, redo. Ugh. Retcon. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That's their favorite word. Retcon the retcon. Unretcon the retcon. That they retcon something that they somehow accidentally laid a plan for. So it looked like that was their plan for like 30 years. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck they accomplished that. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. If if you have somebody that you want to show Marvel to. Don't show don't them this. this fucking, don't show them any TV show, honestly. Well, that's not true. There are some like, good TV shows. Uh, Maybe S.H.I.E.L.D. because it lasts longer than five minutes. If you don't like one season, you'll probably like another. But there's not, like, one episode, I'd say. Definitely haven't watched this episode. That's what kills me. <laughs> I said that without even thinking. But, like, I'm in several different groups, like fan groups of, of TV shows. And I hear this question so often, like, which episode would you show somebody to to help them understand that this is a good show and they should be a fan of it? And I'm like, well, episode one. It's not the best episode, but that's where we started. You can't fucking no. drop them in the middle of goddamn, I don't know, the lizard baby episode. You have to start it at Farpoint Station like everybody else. If they like it, they like it. If they don't, you don't need to be friends with them. <laughs> okay. So what I need from you uh -huh. is the best part of the season. The part where it ended? No, you didn't like the ending because Blink came back. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I was going to give you a funny answer, but you wouldn't believe me, so it wouldn't be funny. Um, hold on. Let me think. You should be thinking, too, because you have quite a challenge to pick the worst. <laughs> You would think it'd be easy, but no, there's so much to choose from. <laughs> there isn't a best part. They didn't make any decisions that I would have made. They didn't do anything good. Everything was wrong. I didn't like the costumes. I didn't like the set dressing. I didn't... I really liked it when that dude was inexplicably in a coma. How did he get into a coma? Jace? Yeah. Johnny beat the shit out of him. That's it? He's just in a coma because he got punched? Johnny can punch holes in brick walls, and he was pounding well, on that dude's face. No, he was he he punched that brick wall 19,000 times and hadn't even gotten through it yet. He, I could punch a brick wall and make a hole like that if I kept going. He picked up a U.S. mail drop box and threw it across the street. So? So he, the fact that Jace was, was even so recognizable. Yeah, it tells me he didn't get his ass beat enough. <laughs> Fuck him and everything that he thinks. 
I don't fucking know, babe. I really don't. Okay. Okay. The uh, the three or the the triplets that are actually quadruplets. Quintuplets. Quintuplets. Yep. That actress. Yeah. Her performance was the best part of the season. Okay. I fully believe that she was three different people. Okay. It was subtle. But if she walked in, I could tell it was her and not one of her siblings. And uh, she deserves all the kudos in the world for that because it was it was so subtle. It was not over the top at all whatsoever. Yeah. And it really was expertly done. Yeah. You know, I would like to see more from that actress, in fact. Let's give her a shout out because I don't think I uh, even said her name when I was doing your job earlier. You might have. Nobody is smart as. <laughs> I don't usually say the actors' names on the TV shows because there's too fucking many people. Uh, her name is Skylar Samuels. Mm-hmm. And we can also see her in such things as... Are we going to find out she hasn't been in a lot, so it's even more impressive that Thir- she did that? 32 things total. And nothing you recognize? Most of it before the gifted. Since then, um, an episode of The Rookie, a movie called Switched Before for Birth. A movie or a TV show? A movie. Really? There's a TV show called Switched at Birth? This is Switched Before Birth. Uh, how do you do that? I don't know. Um, Masquerade. She's, she's not getting much. Okay. Well... Um, before the gifted, she was in Scream Queens. She was in 13 episodes of that. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, well, that'll be that'll be something that you could sink your teeth into. Four episodes of American Horror Story. Oh, oh, playing who? Um, Bonnie Lipton. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I'll have to go back and look and see. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought she did a really good job. Yeah, she was definitely a highlight. But that's the only thing I can really think of because honestly, so much happened in this season. Yeah. And I'm probably forgetting something that would be glaringly obvious if I watched it again, but I've really, it, it doesn't have staying power is the problem. How could it be the best thing? I don't remember it. Fair enough. Um, it, nah, yeah, that's it. So what was the worst? What was the most egregious? The fact that uh, sitting in our living room with us mm-hmm. were the writers. Mm-hmm. And they were elbowing me all along the way saying, hey, hey, I'm here. Don't do that. Hey. Look at what's happening. Yeah. Uh, combined with. It it really was like we were watching them do a timeline. And combine that with the fact that if I weren't familiar with the comics, mm-hmm. most of this would have gone over my head. Well, imagine how I feel. I know. That's why I was explaining everything to you as we were watching it. Yeah. 
I I don't recommend it. The first season, first season sometimes are rough. I was giving it a buy because I thought well, the second season will be a little bit better. Amy Acker is a decent actress. Yeah. Um, she, I mean, like the concept of the show is good. You got to give it a chance. Um, but I really feel like the, this is the reason they didn't get a third season. It just fell short. There's, there's another reason why they didn't get a third season. Hmm. Uh, you'll notice all of these external shows mm-hmm. are ending. Yeah. All of the defenders are going away. All of the Hulu and the uh, the. Um, oh, because of Disney. Because Disney is bringing all of their projects back in. Um, Shield is going to keep going for a little while longer, but that's ABC, which is owned by Disney. Yeah. Um, and even so, Shield is going to disconnect uh, pretty heavily from the MCU. Uh, I they're going to ruin it, and I dread. Yeah. But I know they're going to ruin it. I agree. Um, yeah. But the, the writers and the lack of, of good context is what I would put at the, the worst of this show. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's season number 28 we've watched. Dear God. Can you stop telling the number? <laughs> Every time you say it, it's like, oh, all of my life, I'm never getting back. Where does it land on the list? Low. Right above Luke Cage Season 2. Where is that? Right below Runaways Season 2. Above Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season Oh, two. you're much higher than I was. Okay, well, damn. Uh... Because I know I'd rather watch this than The Inhumans again. Where's Inhumans? Like third from the bottom. What's Inhumans? Inhumans was the um, the chick with the prehensile hair that got shaved off, oh, and the guy yeah. who couldn't talk. That, that was a TV show? Yes. I that was a movie. It was a short season. I was trying but, yeah. to fucking block it, Jeremiah, for my mind. That was so bad. I I would not put this I th- I would not put this above Daredevil season two. Really? Yeah, that was bad. Daredevil but was bad. At least we got introduced to the Punisher that season, and the acting was the acting and the writing was more concise. Iron Fist season two was pretty bad. I think I want to put it between. Uh, it's definitely better than Legion though. Oh yeah. Yeah, you got to look at context here. Uh, Legion's way too high. If this has to go above Legion. <laughs> put this above Legion, but below D- Defenders? I don't even... I can't help you. Don't remember a thing about Defenders. Uh, this, this All stuff, four of them came together and fought the hand. Um, with all the dragon. At the bottom of this list... Actually, yeah, all this stuff at this bottom of this list was so bad that I threw it away as soon as we were done with it. And I don't, I don't even know, like, I don't even remember Inhumans. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, I understand. Like, I literally threw it away. It's gone. It's the show that happened in Hawaii. 
from the people who lived on the moon. A motherfucking island of motherfucking not human people, not earthlings living on a fucking island so fucking where and they just send all the mutants there if they wanted to be there so fucking bad. <sighs> I, below Defenders, above Legion? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Because I mean Blue Cage Season 1 was watchable. Yeah. Ish. I tell you what, though. Well, you made me put Luke Cage above Agents of Shield season two. I'm blaming you for that because I don't know why it's there. Uh, oh, because season two of Luke Cage was pretty good. No, it wasn't. Um, and season actually, two of Shield. If you go ahead and throw away absolutely everything except for Punisher and Agents of Shield, <laughs> then this would be a list of shows I've watched. <laughs> two shows. <laughs> Two. And I and I had to work to like Punisher. I was like the second or third time we started watching it. But that's because we didn't have the background and we were just starting Yeah. Starting season one of the Punisher raw. Yeah. Uh and didn't know what was going on and that yeah, no. Fuck I'm tired of these shows. You've got to quit doing this to me. Speaking of which, now that I've said that, what are you making me watch next week? Because at this point, it feels like I'm being punished. We're going to watch a movie next week. Oh, thank fuck. We're going to watch what many people consider the most important movie of the MCU. Oh, yeah, the snapback. Yeah? The unsnap? Snapback sounds better. Yes, Endgame. Yeah, snapback. You have to say that because Endgame doesn't mean a shit thing to me. It's like Civil War. It means nothing. The name comes from one of the last things that Strange said. And We're in the Endgame now. Okay, I don't give a shit what he says. That man and his opinions have no effect on me. We're going to return to a world where half... Of the universe has been pissed appeared. Uh-huh. And everybody has more food and everyone has shelter and everyone is paired up with a new partner because it's been like five fucking years. And everybody getting snapped back is going to ruin everything. Because Thanos was right. How do you suppose they're going to snap back everybody? I don't fucking... They're not snapping back everybody. They, they're snapping back everybody that... As far as I know, they're snapping back everybody that didn't die during the snap. They couldn't beat Thanos when they were a full team. Now they're a half a team. So? I don't fucking know how they're going to do it. All I know is they've done it. Because everybody told me so. I mean, I've already watched the fucking movie. They snapped them back. I don't fucking remember how they do it. Maybe they did what they did with the Death Star, and they shot a missile right up his Death Star trash chute. <laughs> no. Ask me if I care. They will have Carol Danvers to help them out. Oh, yeah. She's like king shit of everything. and But it's remarkable she didn't get snapped. Yeah. She won the what? coin flip. What a lucky 
There were people arguing the other day on the internet about how when he snapped, then it was it was every living thing. So like half the food was gone. So we still had the same problem. And I'm like, I don't think you were listening to what Thanos said. Yeah. Like, why would he do that? He's not dumb. He's thought this out. He's had years to think it out. Yes. What's up? Am I in your way? Hi. Um, he's had years to think this out. Okay. Um, obviously he didn't snap half the fucking cows. That'd be stupid. Just the leeches on the planet. The humans. <laughs> the consumers. Leeches. Uh, yeah, so... This is a big one. Yeah, that's what you say. Uh... So, okay. I can't wait for you to meet Ronan. Let me ask you a question. So, if you get snapped on an airplane up in the sky, when you get unsnapped, do you get unsnapped in the middle of the sky, or do you get snapped back to Earth where it's safe? Or is that just a thing they didn't think about? My my idea mm-hmm. is that the person who is doing the snapping uh-huh. has complete control. Oh, for every individual. Everything. And so they can snap them to safety. Well, that would be my assumption, too, because uh, Thanos had a plan. There has to be intention involved. Yeah. Because it's basically magic, right? I I think that, you know, the planes that crash and stuff like that, Thanos just didn't care about the collateral damage. Yeah. But those people can't get brought back. Those people probably can't get brought back. At the very least, thousands of people all over the world. And... Probably tens of thousands of people all over the world dead because of crashes and and machinery failures and what have you. Other people we should not expect to get snapped back are Loki. Okay. Because he was killed before the snap. Well, yeah. And I think it goes without saying. Anybody that died before the snap isn't coming back. Why would they? And Gamora... Who was sacrificed for the soul stone. Yeah, obviously, because yeah. she died before this now. Yeah. This is not a thing that needs to so be said out loud because it's obvious. These are still significant losses. I don't care. I don't believe Loki's dead. Call bullshit. You can't kill him. He doesn't die. He's the god of mischief. Okay. And Gamora, who cares? I like Gamora. You only like Gamora because she's the love interest of the the space cowboy dude, and I don't like him either. I like Gamora because she's a super badass. Oh, yeah. Sure. She's a bad guy. No, she's not. Oh, no. Gamora's the little green. No. She's green, yeah. She's the green chick. There's another green chick. Yeah. No, no, no. I was getting confused. I was thinking Amy Pond. Yeah, that's her sister. That's Gamora's sister, Nebula. Nebula. Yeah. Well, in any case, I don't, I don't care about her either. Okay. Well, actually, Nebula is much more interesting than she is. She got kidnapped by a dude and then became his accomplice, and that's like I, I can't like her. Yeah. You can't redeem yourself after the amount of destruction she caused. It's like being in friends with uh, fucking Loki and Thor's sister. You know, the batshit crazy bitch. Ella? Yeah. She's yeah. Ella crazy. 
Well, we hella want you to watch Endgame mm-hmm. before you listen to the podcast. Yeah, because I don't want to be spoiling anything for anyone. I've been very careful not to be spoiling stuff for Stacy, who theoretically the has been in the room while this movie played. I was in the room while the movie played. I remember the hospital scene. I also remember not giving a flying fuck because I remember going, well, that's dumb. Now everybody's going to go hungry again. So give that a watch. (laughs) Nobody's going to like me after this. Give that a watch. Uh, Make sure you have your tissues nearby. Whatever. Nobody's masturbating to this movie. Look on his face. <laughs> I just don't know what to do with you. I've got ideas. Give it a watch and meet us back here next week. For Marvel Movie Night.